In a world where geek is now chic, what was once deemed nerdy or geeky has become fashionable. What used to be odd and different is now part of mainstream culture. The way we consume our entertainment has changed with the advent of new and meaningful technology. Comic books are no longer stories just for kids. They've become all-age entertainment with mature subject matter, rivaling the depth of the very best novelists. They've become a driving force behind a large portion of American entertainment. Costuming has gone from being a small but loyal subculture to a highly visible art form thanks to science fiction and comic book conventions that celebrate cosplay and fandom. Thanks to Marvel, DC, Star Wars, Star Trek, and many others, the movie landscape has changed forever. Through Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, The Walking Dead, and more, once genre shows are now mainstream rating giant. We are a podcast that looks at the comic book culture. We are a podcast that talks about the cosplay community. We are a podcast that can't help but dissect the movies and shows we watch. We are. We are. We are. The Galaxy Cast. Folks, welcome to this episode of the Galaxy Cast. I have a full studio with me tonight. I have with me Eric the Artist. Greetings. I have with me Austin the Numpty. Hello. I have with me Tara the Inquisitor. Hello. I have with me Gary the Stud. That's me. And I am Bob Christman, your host. It's like a full thing just to introduce everybody now. Yep, that's the show. Good night, folks. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> so there's a lot going on between D23 having been out about a week ago now and San Diego Comic Con coming out this weekend as yep, we record. As we record. So I thought it would be good for us to talk about all these things that we're seeing and all the cool stuff that's going on. And so we're going to kind of go in order of what we kind of caught as, as we were going through YouTube because YouTube is our go-to place when it comes to a lot of these trailers. <laughs> So the first trailer I thought we could talk about actually came out at San Diego Comic-Con. It's a Netflix original movie, uh, and the title of the movie is Bright, which stars Will Smith and a couple other people, Jill Edgerton and, as well as others. And it's it's an interesting premise. My understanding of the whole thing is it's like kind of like a fantasy cop killer show, right? I mean, like, well, movie, I should say. Yeah, there used to be an old uh, RPG game called uh, Shadowrun. That's what okay. kind of reminds me of a little bit. Uh, it's you know, Lord of the Rings meets Training Day. Well, okay, so meets. there's a couple of movies this is reminiscent of to me. Training Day was one that kind of came to mind. I was thinking about, as my son said, Bad Boys 2. Yeah. Kind of has that uh, uh, feel to it slightly. Bad Boys, Bad Boys 2. But, a little bit of Harry Potter in there with the magic <laughs> Right, and that's, I guess that's the part that's throwing oh, me off you, slightly. You know what it the, really feels like to me? Alien Nation. Yeah. Oh, I guess it I never thought of that. It is very much yeah, like Alien felt, Nation. Yeah. Except instead of aliens, it's like... It's Harry, fantasy creatures. It's but Harry it's this, Potter Nation. It's Harry Potter Nation. It, it really is. Now that you say that, yeah. Like, you just hit it right on the head. I've been trying to figure out like, even, what... Even the alien, who was Mandy, played by Mandy Patankin, kind of looked like the bald head bulkiness of the orc character played by Joel Edgerton in this. It's kind of the same idea. I guess, yeah, you're right, Eric. I guess I wasn't thinking of it from that 
Uh, and that I guess they, I guess and, they figure enough people don't remember that movie that they're fine to do this now. <laughs> There are some people like me who have not seen that movie. They're hoping, or or they're just hoping people. I like Alien. I like Alien Nation. Really, I was a huge fan of the show, and maybe that's why this one doesn't strike me as something where yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is cool. Right. I just I, I don't know. I liked the movie. I didn't like the show. Really? I never saw the show. So. I never watched the show either. That's the really weird. I only saw the movie. I, I never watched the movie. Never watched the show. The idea, the premise behind it, kind of, I, I don't know, kind of felt weird. Yeah. But just like the premise behind this, I find a little strange. I don't know. This yeah. idea of having Will, Will Smith wakes up and he finds a fairy flying around his well, bird that's, feeder. That's you know like fairies and I guess they're orcs. And it looks like elves too. Yeah. And elves. Yeah. And well, it, that, that, that's what the whole Shadowrun RPG was all about. Was uh, magic came back to the to the world. So elves and yeah, and that's very much what this looks like. Right. Especially where they get into the plot points of what seems to be the MacGuffin of the show. I'll give it a shot. It's not a show, it's a movie. It but feels th- like a show, right? And like, that's why I... That's where it's weird. We were talking about that off-air. I think it's a smart idea. It's smart and not smart, but I, I like that they're trying it. Rather than doing a series, and granted, they probably couldn't afford Will Smith's first series, <laughs> but rather than doing a series, they're making an, in, uh, an original movie. You watch it, you see it, it's done. And they've got so many series coming out that I almost feel like there's been a lot of talk about how they're dropping series. You know, they give them a season and then it's gone. And I think it's because they're giving way too many options, and they don't. There's just not enough people out there to give big fan bases to every single show. So maybe going the route of making these films might be a smart way to draw viewers in for like brief bursts and get people to come back. Well, I think part of it too is it's expensive to run a. Sh- it's more expensive to run a show than it is to run. A movie per se, you know, the, when you the way I see when it, you make this kind of short term commitment, you're only paying Will Smith for a two hour movie as opposed right. to running Which an entire I'm, I'm, series. Here's the thing, though, Will Smith for a two hour movie is probably more expensive than the whole first season of Stranger Things. That's what I mean. Everything, right? So that's what I'm saying is they couldn't afford it, but I'll guarantee right. you this that's movie saying, yeah. is probably more expensive than the what was it eight episode Stranger Things, ten episode Stranger whatever. Yeah. This whole movie was probably more expensive than that entire series because yeah. of Will Smith, but. I still think it's a smart idea. Do you think it gets traction by be only being on Netflix? I mean, like, that's that's the question at hand, isn't it? Like, that's the real question at hand. Can a movie get traction by only being on Netflix or only being on Hulu? Well, or that's what I was going to say. The way I see it is Only be on Netflix, ABC.com or whatever. It's Netflix trying to become their own film company in a way. Like, they already are. They're a production they studio. They are. They're a production yeah, they studio. Are, but I mean, like... Well... Trying to ring it on the cash cow. Dare, yeah. Daredevil got an uh, audience. Oh, yeah. And it did. Daredevil was huge. But it wasn't a movie first. It was a TV show. It doesn't you matter, though. From the get-go. It doesn't matter. It's all Netflix only. So you're saying as long as Netflix is producing it, people are going to jump in right now just to see. I think so. Okay. And it seems like their bread and butter. I can buy that. I'm just saying. Their bread and butter is genre. Yeah. If they produce things like superhero TV shows or this fantasy cop movie mix or things like... Um, you know, uh, bringing bringing Mystery Science Theater back. Right. They're appealing to these kind of cult niches, and it seems to really be their their what their focus is towards. It's not like they're making too many. I mean, they are probably making some dramas, some comedies, but those things don't seem to do. They're very not well. sticking. Hulu yeah. seems to be getting a better draw off of dramas and comedies than Netflix does currently. Right. Netflix definitely seems to be geared more towards the geek side of things. Where Hulu's staying far away from all that stuff completely, which I find interesting that, that Hulu is staying away from that. 
Okay, so that was bright. That so yeah, it looks interesting. I, I'll watch it. It's Gary, a brought, movie. Gary brought it up. I we we checked it out. Like I said, I'll probably watch it because I can't help but watch it. But at the same time, part of me is like, mm, you know, like I'm not. A, I don't know. I, they're gonna have to sell sell me on it pretty bad in it, order to get me to watch. If it. if we're reviewing just from the trailer, yeah, it felt like an odd mix. It didn't. Yeah. Me- it didn't mesh weird. in the trailer. Yeah. Not, it wasn't smooth enough to me where I was like, ooh, that's really neat. The way they built the world. It felt very much like. Hey, alien nation! Here's magic. Here's cops. Let's smush it together and see what we get. Right. right. Hope it's smoother than that. And, and, yeah. and that's what you were taking from it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing it from the role playing aspects of it, and that, it's it's Shadowrun to me. Right. Right. Exactly. So, I've never played Shadowrun, right. so I don't. Yeah, know. I wouldn't know either. I guess that's yeah. part of my problem. Okay, so the next one we watched, which I brought up, was well, and, and now we're going to get into our geek side. Sorry, folks, I had to bring it up. The two trailers for Marvel's Inhumans finally came out. Now, this is not necessarily for the show, and I want to be clear about that. This is actually the trailers for what's going to be, I think, the first two episodes. Yeah, it, it is for the show, but it's going to but be it's not. It's going to be shown in IMAX, right? In IMAX theaters on September first, which is my understanding to be the first two episodes put together, and right. one is like a movie, like a two-hour-long movie. Right. Uh, it's it's. The tra- the first trailer, I was kind of like, meh. I think Gary and I watched it last time, and we were both kind of like, meh. But then the second one, it, that one intrigued me finally. So I finally felt like in the second one, now we're getting a chance to see the Inhumans and what this is really going to mean and, and how it might all come together. Now, what did you guys think of both trailers? I guess we'll treat both of them the same. Did you... Did this get you interested in having an Inhuman show? I mean, first off, is this a good idea, an Inhumans TV show, considering where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. currently is and where it could be? There's a lot of animosity about where Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is, where it could be. What do you guys think? See, I think it's a good idea because in one of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes, they hinted that the Inhumans had underground cities. And by the trailers we are given, they basically do already have an established undercity. Well, it's not underground, but it's on the moon. No, no, but still. Well, it's underground on the moon. Yeah. (laughs) When you think about it. In the long run, it is. Gary, what do you think about this idea of having an Inhumans TV show? Is it too far-fetched? I haven't really seen anything that really jumped at me. To me, the Inhumans don't look human, (laughs) for one. And I saw that in the second trailer, but not in the first one. Okay. All right. Lockjaw is what... Is probably going to suck me into this this um, show. Well, I mean, I think Lockjaw's a sell. <laughs> well, I mean, they made they made that obvious at San Diego Comic Con when one of the biggest sells at the Marvel booth right now, which they've sold out of, by the way, is the Lockjaw plush toy. <laughs> well, of course, everyone wants a Lockjaw. Everybody wants plush. a Lockjaw. You know, like, Lockjaw now. You know, but I'm also looking at the costumes and see this is where my cosplay mind went and said, you know what? They've done a pretty good job of nailing Medusa's costume like kind of a modern spin on it but it's pretty good black bolt's missing his mask but and that so makes what? me mad really you don't like i the fact do really? not like it at all black bolt's mask is iconic and, and i want that that's that the same it thing doesn't with, mean he can't bring it into the series i'm just it, saying it's the same thing with thor without his helmet oh, yeah, well i'll give okay. you that okay. i could kind of understand that um but what about having crystal's hair the way it is i mean that's the thing is they kept the things that allowed you to see the actors and be very tv friendly and the things in the comics that aren't as tv friendly which the movies embrace correct tv they're not embracing it with the tv show and to me it's 
I don't know. To me, it feels like, okay, we're trying to bridge the gap. We did all the Inhumans in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It never really felt like the Inhumans. It felt like our version of mutants. We want to get it more like Inhumans the way they were in the comics, so this is the bridge point. It's going more towards the comic, but it's still not there. And I wish it was further there. I want to see the Inhumans the way I always knew them. The only part of me that looks at this and says, man, I wish there was more, is I keep reminding myself they did this instead of an Inhumans movie. We all forgot that. You know what I mean? Like right. Everybody's forgotten this is the replacement for right. the Inhumans they had, movie. We, we saw that title on many a card right. at, at a couple San Diego Comic Cons. And I, I, when I look at this I, and I go, well, there was supposed to be a movie. Then you look at this and you go, oh, wait a minute. Okay, now I can see where people are like, but this isn't just gonna. This isn't gonna hit home like a movie would. You know, if they would have given the, I, I don't know, the, the money to this. I'm making a prediction. A movie. I what? give it. I give it a season. One season, you think? I just don't think it's gonna catch. I think. I think the market's oversaturated. It's a whole bunch of new characters. That, it's, that no one really. If you outside don't, of comic books, yeah. you know who they are. It's yeah. I think that's a draw, though. And that's well, the, the draw of it. It can also be the Achilles heel in the whole thing. Well, and that's the draw yeah. and the Achilles heel to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's face it. People who got into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. were expecting to see Coulson, which they got, but they also did not get Nick Marvel Fury. Movies. Yeah, they wanted They did that. not get the Howling Commandos like they expected. There was a lot of things people expected, and they didn't get it. And that's the really weird and stupid thing of it all, is it just didn't work in that regard. Although I will appreciate the fact that they didn't decide to just take Medusa's power of hair away. They actually show a couple of clips where she's, her hair starts to move. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're going to keep it, but the, the effect didn't look good. At least in this no, trailer, I, it's it, not done. Yeah. I it hope didn't. it's better in well, the I, I think the release. final product yeah. will look a little bit better. I hope so. I, I do think that it's a shame that we don't see Black Bolt's power being used anywhere in the trailer. You do at the very end. Yeah, they do. Was that? Oh, that's the right. Ca- the car that goes flipping, they Thank hit you. him with something and he makes yeah. a grunt. Right. Right. Right, that's right, and the car goes flipping. Yeah. But, you know, but I then, know. then there's Black Bolt. Black Bolt, to me, never had stubble. He's a king. Really? He's royalty. He's He looks official. Right. This he guy was, yeah. This guy doesn't look like royalty and official. He kind of looks like a... Uh, so, here's my prediction. So, you've given your prediction about... Yeah, I'll give it a season. Right? About maybe I'm wrong. season. But. I'm going to give a different prediction. This show is going to come out. It's going to do great at the beginning because everybody's going to want to see it because it's got the Marvel thing slapped on it. Right. Then just like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. In this, going into season two, they're going to lose part of their audience. So I know it's going to happen. They're going to, in season two, start bringing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and other elements of other things, Defenders, other stuff like that, just to draw attention to the show to keep it going. I'm going to say it's going to last three or four seasons, but only because they're going to eke it along by trying to draw in all this other stuff. Uh, you know, I don't even know how much longer Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. can continue, yeah. I, to I, be honest I, I want to say one thing, and back to the whole Black Bolt thing. I think the way they portray his powers is not as powerful as I was told when I was a kid. Because I was told one sound in a whole entire Earth can get blown up. Well, I remember there was a scene from the... Inhu- and I never forgot this one. From the Inhumans comic book. I collected one of the miniseries. And Black Bolt was talking to someone. I can't remember the female character. It wasn't Medusa. It may have been Crystal. It may have been somebody like that. And he took her to outside of their protective area where the atmosphere was extremely thin. Right. Because he said one word to her. Stay. 
but he had to do it where there was almost no, no atmosphere air. so that no sound could happen, and it still shook the ground and knocked things over, and it was still intense from him saying stay in an almost no atmosphere environment right. where sound can't travel. So, yes, he is. his voice is super powerful, and they're only giving us a little hint, so maybe it's more powerful than, than they're letting on, but, I mean, if he lets out even a little grunt and it only knocks a car over, I do feel like they've powered him down quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. That'll be interesting to see. I'm in. I, I'm in only because I want to see. Yeah. I'll wait but till it comes to Netflix. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna give it two seasons. Okay. I'm midway between. Well, you're gonna have trouble when that second season isn't on. You're just sitting there watching television, going, "Where is it? Where is it?" Well, no. I'm saying, my prediction is that it's gonna get to two seasons, and then we're gonna start like hitting B curve. Now, the, the question I got for you, Bob? Yes. Do you really want to go pay $10 to see it in IMAX? Yeah, actually I will. I would. I just think it's a big ploy to make money to pay for this show. Maybe. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm probably a the sucker of, to do it, but that's okay. A lot of shows are doing these kind of TV, movie they premiere are. Yeah. live one You can thank things. the Clone Wars for that. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't even think that's necessarily TV. I think that's the movie companies and the movie... The, the theaters asking for it because I think their right. business is dropping so much. It well, it's only in IMAX, though. It's not in any other theater. But yeah, IMAX. but that's yeah, the but problem. IMAX is not getting people to come to just their theater to watch a movie in IMAX. Yeah. They're not. The draw for IMAX has been waning a lot lately. Yeah. It's because of 3D. I went to one IMAX right. well, film in fourth grade so, and Nobody's I impressed with 3D anymore. They used to be, but they're uh, not Okay, anymore. so that means I have to go on a quick aside. Stay on target. Nope, I'm going off target. That's okay. Do you hear about the next Avatar movie? No. no. He is promising 3D in the theater without glasses. I'll Not believe it. When, I'll believe possible. it when I see it. This is what he's saying. His technology Not is doing, possible. and that you are going to get 3D without glasses in the theater for Avatar Two. I'll believe it when I see it. I don't think it's possible. I, I won't see Avatar Two because I haven't seen Avatar One. I don't want to see Avatar. Yes. If, did you see Dancing with Wolves? Yes. You've seen Avatar, Avatar 1. 1. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> Just imagine that with blue people. Yeah, no. That's yeah, pretty much I don't want to see Avatar. Of so. Co- course, I saw the Simpsons Family Gay version of it. So. Close <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's close enough. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> so the next trailer we're going to talk about, which again is in the Marvel realm, because why not? We're Marvel people. We love Marvel stuff. And they came out with a new Defenders trailer, which I've seen at Comic-Con. How could they not? Uh, I, and this I, one's been talked about a lot. This because, one's been talked about quite a bit because Stanley narrates it. Well, and Stanley's in it. I mean, yeah. how 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 can you not talk about a trailer that has Stanley in a car with a license plate that says Stanley <laughs> and, <laughs> like, and blood on the and rear windshield? The re- People notice that? this. Pay attention. There is blood on the rear windshield of Stanley's I mean, car. He blows someone's brain out, Pulp Fiction style, in the back free. seat, okay, okay. and then narrates it. I'll bet you that's what happens. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> think that's what's going on. What is that? But what is that? It looks like blood in it. Okay, what I'm thinking is... is yeah, so if you okay. pause the trailer, people who are listening, on the shot where you or see the Stan Or if you're watching Stan our video, Lee, I just Or if you're watching it. the video, and you see the front end with the Stan Lee version, that's the scene we're talking about. Right. He's right in the back seat. He's a watcher, and he's making the car drive by himself from the back seat. And it was someone that he ran over, and the blood stain in the front windshield. Oh, I... You I, think? I have mm-hmm. a different theory. Well, go back to the scene. I want to see. <laughs> yeah, see, we'll I think you it. can see the front windshield. I enough do too. That I, that it's not that, but maybe you're right. I, I, yeah. I, well, no, you can't. It looks well, like no. it's in the see, background. It looks like it doesn't. It would cover up the seat more. I right. think. I think so too. I think so it looks I like th- it's behind the seat. What I think the theory is. It's I, just I, blood, people. But why is there blood on Stan Lee's car? <laughs> so he can't be a little bloody. I, 
Actually, it's Sheldon. <laughs> he ran over Sheldon, finally. <laughs> he just about had enough. All right, so back I, to the trailer. Sorry. I have my theory for the bloodstain. They're doing a fight, and he rolls across the top very much like any moment that Stanley's in there. He's just kind of caught in the middle of the action or part of the scene. Okay. So, in the in the trailer, Stanley's narrating this thing. There's all sorts of cool scenes, but a lot of them, to me, look like scenes that were from, you know, the shows. Oh, themselves. yeah. I mean, they're, they're clips from previous. Straight clips right out of it. But they do show a little Defenders action. They do. But I'd like to point out something. A little Easter egg. Couple, actually, a couple Easter eggs we caught. Yeah. First off, if you look in the middle of the trailer, just about the 29-second mark or so, if you look at the top right of the screen, you can see the Amer- America to the rescue, Stark Industries, with a Captain America shield in the dirt. It- it's kind of interesting. It's just above the Trish Talk poster. It- definitely implications about what happened at Sokovia. This is what it looks like. With the Avengers. Now, in that same scene, if you go just a little farther, we're right about the 30-second mark, in the top left corner, there's a website, which is also hinted at in the the banner at the bottom of the TV screen, which is the New York Bulletin. Now... I don't often, like, look at little Easter eggs and go, hey, let's go check that out on the internet, but I did this time, <laughs> and I was kind of glad I did. Yeah, the New York Bulletin's if fun, If you people. go to New, like, NewYorkBulletin.com, first off, it is hysterical. It is a it real website. It looks like a real live newspaper site website. It looks like, like Fox News or something like that. You know, like, it has tickers going on and all sorts of stuff. It's got a Joe's Pizza. By the what way, look the at the menu. the actual temperature in New York's well, we, we assume that's the actual temperature it in New York is. City. Uh, I, I find it interesting. They've got Joe's Pizza on there. Yeah, so they, there's, there's ads. If you click on ads, them, you click go to on menus. Them, check them out. Look at the the archive covers. They're telling you some things there. But yeah, NewYorkBulletin.com. We found a little you know, hidden Easter egg. And I've not heard anyone mention it. I have not either. So I, maybe we're the first to tell you about <laughs> this. I don't know. But NewYorkBulletin.com is definitely worth a look. It's so a lot of fun. The trailer goes through, and it's got all sorts of interesting things. I mean, you see Power Man. You see Iron We still don't see any of them in their iconic costumes. No. That's the only thing that bothers me slightly. I don't know anything about Jessica Jones, so... Well... Daredevil's the only one I mean, one let's face it, yeah. Daredevil's the only one who's gone full costume yeah, so far. Yeah, so far. Right. Well, and Elektra technically has. You yeah. saw at the end okay. of, um, of the second Luke Cage did done his uh, headband. But wasn't That's that, true. What yeah. was it? Was it a piece of metal or something? Or what? No, I thought it was oh. originally. So. Yeah. But right. I mean, but wasn't it like, from, I haven't seen the whole series, but it wasn't like a designed headband. It was, wasn't it like a piece of rubble or, I don't know how it worked. Yeah, I, I don't, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah I don't remember it offhand. Okay. It was, yeah, it was a piece of like right. <laughs> adornment that happened to be around. I, and everybody freaked out at the end of the trailer. I so, mean, the big part of the is the end of the trailer. It is, and here's what sucks: if you oh. go to watch the trailer, the thumbnail on YouTube for the trailer Gives is the last shot right. of the trailer, and the title of the video is "Big Reveal End of Trailer," and then it announces what the right. reveal is. So there's really not a surprise if you go to watch. Which this. it's that we're going to see a glimpse, at least, in the Defenders of the Punisher. I mean, they had to, oh. yeah. because I mean, the Punisher now. When is Defenders set to come out? Do we know? I think it's... It's, um, it's about to be done in this past year. They're going to do one more season. Uh, release, 18th of August. Oh, okay. So we're coming up yeah. on it. That means I've still got to watch Jessica Jones, second season of Daredevil, Luke Cage. So I can be ready. And Iron Fist. And Iron, oh, and Iron Fist. Yeah, I got a little, <laughs> I got a little bit to catch up on. <laughs> I got to watch all. Daredevil from like halfway through season one, Daredevil season two, Iron Fist and all of Luke Cage. And all of Walking Dead yet still. So. Oh, and Jessica Jones. about Walking Dead. That's a whole 
different ball of soup. Jones. But I, I'm excited to see Punisher, but I hope that this show is not revolving around the Punisher reveal. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't no, want it to be about no, that. I think it's just going to be a, he'll be a, he'll be a part just be a build up into yeah. it, which would be fine, but I just don't want it to be all built around No, I think that people will get pissed if they don't see Punisher in the first episode. Yeah. That, oh, okay. and I also don't, don't want the episode, I don't want the Except series. that the Punisher was never part of the Defenders. No. I'm just saying, like, Nor people love the Punisher, I.e. We haven't seen Elektra in it. There is a yes. trailer. Actually, the other trailer. The we'll show you later. Oh, really? Electra they show it? Yeah. It might be a flashback. No. No, oh, she's all I'll show you. It's really fighting. obvious. Okay. All I'll show you. That, that did bother me. And she's in the Electra costume. It's really obvious it's her. I'll have to take a look. We'll have to look okay, at it later. Okay, so the next one we're gonna we're gonna talk about is the Kingsman Two Woo-hoo! trailer titled "The Golden Circle." I am more excited for this than most movies. Really? <laughs> yes, because when Kingsman One came out, I never saw it in the theater. Watched it at home, heard good things. People said, "Hey, it's a really fun movie," and he did a great job of doing James Bond, but doing it with you know way more graphic and edgy and adult. I'm like, cool, let me watch it. I was blown away by that movie. Yeah, so I loved Kingsman. I gotta admit, it was kind of like a sleeper hit. Yeah. Like, I didn't expect much from it, and I happened to be watching it at school, and I got drawn in. Like, I was, I'll wholeheartedly admit this, I was grading papers, and I stopped grading papers. <laughs> I totally forgot what I was doing while I was trying to grade papers. Okay, that's not normal for you. No, I normally am sucked into not my papers and, and grading them. So I, I just, that, actually, this movie drew me into that. Now, it, this one looks interesting. I like the idea of introducing the Americans the and having the statesmen, the statesmen come That's in. It, it's it's a really cool idea. I love having like the cowboy esque part of it going on. Yep. I still like that we're going to see the really cool things like a machine gun and a, a, suitcase. a suitcase and you know shields that are come from an umbrella and, and stuff elect- like that. Electron electrified lasso that cuts through that people does <laughs> look very cool. <laughs> I couldn't help but think that it looks like a, a, a one of those. Lightsaber style lasso yeah, that we've yeah. seen in Star oh, Wars yeah. before. The electric whip. Yeah, those that style, you know, you know, rocket launchers that blow into rocket launchers. How does that even happen? Uh, it just, it's it's really cool, you know. And it's, and it's gonna be so good. The cast seems to be a little bit stronger this time around. Too, I'm glad like, they got right? all the originals back. Yes, and and having Channing Tatum in and a couple other people, I, I yeah. definitely. Uh, Wait, there was originals Kingsman. Yes. yes. This is the sequel. This is the sequel to it. <laughs> Thus, hi. The King's Welcome to the podcast. The Golden Circle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2017. Okay. I yeah, still so, exist in the 90s. And I thought, I'm glad they've kind of. I, I wish it had been a bit more of a surprise if I'd seen it in the theaters that Colin Firth yeah. was back. But they've pretty much plastered it all over their advertising. Yeah, that Colin I agree. first survived there's, the first movie. There's no getting away from which it you, at this point. Which you really didn't think there was any way he could have, but. Especially at the end of the last one, he did. Apparently, it does make me wonder how. No, that, you know, I, like, I have seen. The there's a. There's, this is the second point. trailer. Okay, I've seen a first trailer for this where they show where the two of them, Exy and the one guy who was his, uh, yeah, kind Mark, of his cue. Yeah, the, Mark, yeah. the Mark Strong character. Yeah, where they meet, where they see that Colin Firth's character is still alive, and it's just it's a funny moment that they show okay. that they they didn't know either. And like I will say this too: Comic Con did a great skit, I don't know how else you call it, the little uh, cartoon oh, yeah. that they had happen before the trailer, which was Archer Meets meeting the Kingsman. Kingsman which is and fantastic. if you haven't seen that, go check it out on YouTube. It's hysterical. <laughs> it's like four minutes and, long and it's great. Yep, and if you know Archer at all, it is so typical Archer. It's not even funny, 
but it's got the Kingsman yeah. spin on it. And all I've seen already is people going, "Make this happen!" Like, this yes, needs to like be make this in a the TV series. show. I mean, seriously, have it happen more often. I would totally buy into Archer even more than I already do. Which I, I could, love Archer. I'm sorry, Archer could live Archer. in the Kingsman world. He kind of fits. Could. He, <laughs> he would fit in there. Actually, it would be funny to have a live action movie. See, I think what they need to do is they need to do a live action character in Kingsman. That is Archer, yeah. but use John Benjamin's voice. Yep. Yes, and that's what I'm just saying. dub over it yeah, and have him appear yeah. live action in Kingsman just for a brief moment. I think that'd be the best. Yeah, and you would get a whole bunch of people you probably wouldn't have gotten in the first place <laughs> in your movie theater. Okay, the last one. This is the one we can't overlook. This one actually came out at D twenty three, and this one's huge. I mean, it's the second Star Wars: The Last Jedi trailer. Now, the it's not really I, a trailer. But that's the thing. Like they called it a trailer, and I was just about to say that. But it's not really a trailer. It's more like their teaser trailer they did the last movie. Yeah, with the they showed Awakens. it behind the, behind the scenes. Behind got everyone, the scenes, right. Got everyone worked up with the music and all and emotional. They, they even put it here, The Last Jedi, behind the scenes as the title of what it is that you're looking at. So, I, you know, they, they try to hint at what they're really giving you here. Now, I actually kind of like this idea. Instead of telling me more of the storyline, which I don't want to know... Give me the behind-the-scenes stuff. I actually think that's kind of cool. And it gets me to speculate on stupid crap, too. Yes, it does. It works. Because then you know? Dan goes scene by scene, re-looking at everything and going, what's that? What's this? Now, there's things on here that are like, you, you, you're seeing iconic things like the Millennium Falcon and R2-D2, C-3PO. Them curling Chewie's hair. I was going to say, it is kind of <laughs> odd to see Chewie's hair being stylized. Yeah. That was kind of like... Well, that's because it's not Chewie. There's this rumor is... that they're going to introduce his family from the Christmas special. Oh, no. Yeah. Are you serious yes. about that? Yes. There's rumor. Oh my goodness! They're gonna have I a small part. I swear, if Curly and Lumpy come out, I'm done. <laughs> they're not gonna what? name them, but they're apparently. I don't know if they'll name them or not, but oh, apparently what? you're going to it, see it, some it, of them. It's itchy and, and, and itchy and Lumpy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we see all sorts of cool things. They do give us a hint about the the red sand being blown yeah. out of the one cameraman. I thought that was a really cool shot. You Which, know, by the way, pause this for a second. Which, by the way, have you seen the posters that were released for this? Yes. Where they're, they're all red. All red. So that red sand, but that planet, them in red, there's something really important. I still there. think that red goes back to what Gary's been talking about all along. Because what? Daisy Ridley says in this video that what you once thought was is no longer true. I think what what's going to happen here is what was good is bad, and what is bad is good. So I think they're going to try to flip your world. Uh, I think they're going to try to make it so that the First Order is reality. Do you know what I mean? Like, th- that is the the government, or, or whatever you want to call it, they, and that that's good, and the chaos is bad. They can't make the First Order good after they eliminated an entire system and killed billions of people. I'm sorry. that There's no going, hey, that's good guys. But isn't that what Ben Kenobi talks about when he talks about a certain point of view? Yeah, I mean, it is always a certain uh, point of view. You can you be I'm just bad, saying, like, you she good, does hint at the idea no. that, that your mind is about I think to be blown and this storyline is about yeah, to get I think you to think differently about Star Wars. Right, I think it's going to be more about where Luke Skywalker's gone and what he was doing when he was training kids and Well, is it possible he fell to the dark side and accidentally trained them in the dark arts? But possibly. He didn't know what he was doing. Didn't know he, it. Yeah. Did it. And realized it no, after I, the fact. He's <laughs> his father's son. Right. I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying reality is different. What I'm saying is the perception of the reality could actually potentially change here. It would be cool. If, I mean, anyway. So, yeah. There is there's that, that, like, red tinge throughout everything that we're looking at. You know, I, 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 I like that. 
it's interesting. You know, it's, it's it's still weird to see Carrie Fisher in some of these scenes. Well, and I'll admit it, it does throw you back a little bit. Now it's interesting yeah. they've got the tape on Luke's hand, which means we know he's going to have the robotic arm. Yeah, we so saw which, that, which well, we knew was going to happen. They're probably CGIing it so they don't have to like make up his hand every single time that you want to do that shot. I do find it interesting that after all this, Kylo Ren's still using his mask. I don't yeah. know how much he uses it in the movie, but at least it's good to see it a bit. Yeah, I guess there are A wings. Yeah. We have seen that in some shots, and there's there's quite a few. Uh, X-wings we've seen in shots. What that one that? weapon that they're they're showing the first order troopers using. I'm not sure what that thing it's, looks it's like. like. It's like one of those very very accurate uh, measurement wrenches. That you <laughs> kind of yeah. The, you got to know cali- exactly calipers. The calipers. Yeah. yeah, they're basically gigantic pointed calipers. You know what it reminds they're me of is, is uh, mountain climbing equipment. Like guys use, use oh yeah they like look those like claws yeah, to, yeah. to to dig into the rock. It yeah. kind of has that look to it. There's there's a weapon in uh, Dungeons and Dragons called a man catcher. Oh, you think and that might be like that? that? <laughs> it kind of looks like that, yeah. The, it's kind of odd thing, that there's like two guys with them too, side by side. The only thing like that a, makes me upset about this trailer is, and maybe I'm crazy. It looks like they're using more CGI, and we all know how much I distinct CGI because it, it seems like they're going both though. Because crap. I think they're still because I mean you I got heard, robotic creatures like this and stuff like that. They had a big that article. That looks like CGI. Right that's there. not. No, that's, that's a, robotic. Animatronic. Okay. They they talked about it in a Vanity Fair article that they were trying to do a lot more. Uh, practical in right in live special effects and muppeteering and stuff like that again. So. Is that? That's the casino plan. There's the apparently casino a casino plan, and that guy's yeah. like a little okay. It just looked like guy. a frog. That's all I'm thinking. Of, like it's it, 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 it's the Star Wars version of the Garden Gnome, <laughs> kind of. Yes. <laughs> well, I think why they got away from CGI is because everyone uh, was so, really upset at the last character that was CGI yeah. in the last movie. Kanata. At least I was. Maz Kanata. Yeah, I yeah, remember. Her she name. was fine. She just didn't do anything for me. She wasn't unique enough. She no, there definitely fun. is some scenes with Daisy Ridley training now, yep. and it's not just her training on the beach like we've seen in other trailers. You know, there's definitely other scenes like that's still at the beach and and on that planet. But there's definitely some other scenes where she is in some serious combat with some people. Now, pay attention to the numbers that are in those scenes too. If yes. you have not paid attention to that, they start showing you scenes faster and faster. You're really yep. not trying to pay attention. A brief glimpse of Benicio del Toro. I like what? The, I, okay, I don't think that's Benicio del Toro. Yes, it is. Is it? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. And apparently, people for a second thought he was playing Ezra. Oh, Ezra version. Bridger. They, there was rumor that he was playing Ezra Bridger, and they're saying no, that's not Ezra Bridger. He's got a weird hat on. That's for sure. Looks yeah. like a metal. You know what? From the side, he looked like. <laughs> this is. I'm gonna get killed. No, for I this. know exactly who you're gonna say. Who that? Well, he looks like um, Carl Urban. Yeah. Thank you. I was gonna say Ron Swanson. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I saw. Do Carl, you see what I'm saying? I see Carl Urban. I even see a little bit of Brad Pitt. But with a quick glimpse, doesn't he look like Ron Swanson? Like Ron Swanson in Star Wars? I was gonna ask if that was him. I was like, okay, maybe we I need watched. to have a talk later, Dad. Maybe so, I watched too much Lord of the Rings. He kind of looked like Andy Serkis. <laughs> oh, that too. Yeah, yeah I, see that. I could see that. So here comes. So the there's a scene scenes. that we've got Adam Driver against two guys. Right. Which now, I find very interesting. It's two guys, and they're attacking him. Will look to be, they're definitely not sabers. They're like stabs. They're like stabs. So there has been shots of Mark Hamill's character with a with staff. A staff. Right. But the two who are attacking him look very agile and young. And young. And I don't know if they're just stand-ins for the shot, stunt doubles. I'm thinking they're, they're choreographers. trainers, choreographers, the trainers or choreographers. But if they're doing that kind of attack, it doesn't look like the kind of attack Luke would do now right. and, as he's older. He'd be more finesse. 
Which brings me back to, I wonder if it's the Knights of Ren. You know what I mean? Like, if, if that's... No. Well, that's a nice it, look, it, that's it, weird it, looking speeder. It's a flashback scene of him wiping out the Jedi Temple. You think? Oh, you think so? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Dun, 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 dun. And then they have this cool looking Corvette in the middle of it all. I thought <laughs> that was kind of interesting that... <laughs> this casino you know, the, wait, And on. then you've got the next scene just after the Corvette. And it's very brief. You have to really... Like, be on top of it. And it's Daisy Ridley against three people. Now, I wonder, though, she's kind of laughing and smiling. This could be... you think this is a fake-out? It could be just a fake-out they've put in on purpose. Like, when they were having some fun, they said, hey, let's throw that shot in. People will will do exactly what we're doing. Yeah. Or it could be her fighting the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Was that Daisy Ridley falling? Some great, great little creatures. Yeah, that was Daisy Ridley falling. Great creatures in this one. There's the what is it? The pug is that what it's called? Pogs. Pog. Yeah. I thought pogs were little things you. you Yeah, I have to look it up. It's a cute little... It looks like a seal to me, like a baby seal that probably Maybe could rip your hand. Plog. Okay. Uh, let me look. Yeah, but it looks like a baby seal that could probably rip your uh, finger off if you gave it to it. I want uh, one. It's supposed to be cute. <laughs> of course you want one. Because it's cute. Oh, shut up. <laughs> baby Groot's cute, too. I thought it was interesting that not only is Hux got the uniform, but when you look now, we've got the new young lady who's in the movie and... Porgs. P-O-R-G-S. Porg. Okay. So, like a pug, but with R. But I thought it was interesting. Here's, in this shot... Finn. Finn. Yes. In an Imperial costume. Yeah, I hear that part of their storyline is infiltration. Oh, okay. Oh. So almost like Rogue One, to an extent? Yeah. Oh, here we go. We're going we're gonna to rape Rogue Yay! One for the next movie. Go back to Kylo Ren's mask. It's smashed. Whoa, there's two of them. No, there's, there's two, three. There's three there's of them. Three? Two of oh, them are smashed. One of them, I think, is new. It's probably just... Well, See? They all look smashed. That looks looks smashed too. This one looks smashed, and there's a nice one here. That one looks kind of smashed too, yeah. Now, the one that's closest to the screen. Yeah. Cracked in the forehead too. Looks like it's melted like Vader's. Yeah, Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Hmm. Oh. Interesting it is, yes. (laughs) Then there's. I love that shot of the person falling through what looks like a room full of the truth serum droids from the first. Right. Yeah, probe probe droids. droids. Like probe droids. Yeah, I'm wondering if it is a room full of probe droids. I'm thinking interrogator droids. You know, it, it. they're def- so here's the one with Daisy Ridley. I, I thought that was cannot, Adam Driver, but I cannot wait right. till the scene where she fights cardboard boxes. That's going to be crazy. <laughs> and the cardboard boxes, they're going to win. Yep. They're going to win. Well, there's some shots. The of dancing like- scene in the went the forest too. I heard that's amazing. Yep. It's an incredible musical member in this. <laughs> the dance wait, off. is it a dance fight? Yeah, to dance off. Yeah, yeah. Dance Actually, fights. what happens is. It's finally we get the crossover from Marvel to Star Wars we've been looking for. Okay. It's a wrap. It's yeah. a wrap. It's a wrap at the end. So, what do you guys think? Good trailer, bad trailer? Was it good to have the behind the scenes thing? I again? always like the behind the scenes better. Yeah, I I do too. They give too much away with trailers, and with these things, I think they purposely try and fake you out. They throw stuff in that's not real, or they throw stuff in that's just people fooling around behind the scenes, but you, and you know what's read into them. That's cool, but also not cool. <laughs> oh, no, I'm serious about this. When you, when you think back to The Force Awakens, we watched that one really cool scene where Daisy Ridley was down by the camera and there was wind going and there was uh, water and her hair was flying all over the place. Was, like, man, I hope that's in the movie. I don't think cut. it ever ended up in the movie. Um, yeah, I think you're mixing that up with Rogue One. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe it was shot. Rogue One, was but Rogue still, one. there was a trailer well, we, with Rogue somebody. One, though, we know got reshot. Sliced and all over the place. Crazy. Yeah. So that one... The I mean, there was, I there was a cool this. shot with the, with the TIE fighter coming up at the end of Rogue yeah. One. That never made it in the movie. I will say this. It is... I don't want to say weird. It's awkward to see Carrie Fisher now. Knowing full well... Bittersweet. These were some of the last moments yeah. that she had in Star Wars. And it, yeah. it is bittersweet. You're right. It's It's... 
it's awkward. It's awkward because you know what it means to us and you know what it means to the fans. And I just, I'm not knocking Star Wars for doing it. It's hard. It's just hard for us. They need to, com- well, they need to, to complete her story. Right. They want to tell her story. Yeah. And you can't, right. you can't exclude her from everything because then you'll right. have other people going, where is she? Why are you not giving her her due? Yeah. And then you put her in and people will be like, you're using her and blah, blah, blah. You can't win. So they're I just, know. they're just treating it like it's normal. Just, I guess for us, it's awkward because yeah. we're, yeah. we're looking at it from the outside in. So. Okay, so those are our thoughts on all those trailers. If you want to, if we want to hear more from you, uh, head over to galaxycast.com, uh, check out our Facebook page, look for GalaxyCast there, or head on over to our YouTube channel. Yes, we have a YouTube channel, GalaxyCast, on YouTube. Just search mm-hmm. it; you'll find it there. We are on iTunes now. If you search up GalaxyCast on all one iTunes, word. all one word, no the, no the, <laughs> or you can just d- email us directly at galaxycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you because this show is by the fans for the fans okay so after just a little bit we're gonna be back to talk about a star wars fan film that stars the one the only well doesn't really star him but it has hondo falco in it that's right hondo we're gonna take a look at your fan film that you were in so we'll be back in just a moment we'll be right back after we navigate through this promotional tunnel have you ever needed to cry but just couldn't produce the tears Maybe you're a kid looking to get more attention and free stuff. Or maybe you need to go to a funeral for someone you really don't like. Introducing Onion Eye Drops. Because we believe the world could use just a little more tears. Disguised as regular, boring, run-of-the-mill eye drops, Onion Eye Drops is the premium moisturizer for the eyes of the absolute coldest of hearts. They're so effective that even Jason Statham swears by them a lot. Just squirt in a couple drops, and you'll be crying more than a grown man does while watching Terminator 2. Not made with real onions. Users who experience waterworks for more than four hours should consult a doctor. Eye drops may cause a stinging sensation, which may result in tears. Tears are not guaranteed. May result in the Zika virus. Find onion eye drops next to the salty bandages at a store near you. This is Weasel News. Los Santos traffic is so bad that one woman carpools with a dead body. What will it take for you to use public transit? Transit News. When police pulled over a car on the Del Perro freeway, they discovered a decomposing body in the passenger seat, which turned out to be the woman's dead husband. One witness on the scene told reporters, I looked over and the car was full of flies. The woman said she had every intention of burying the body soon, but she wanted a last few days in the carpool lane. The Los Santos Transportation Authority announced a new campaign to encourage people to take public transit. We know many of you feel that only losers take the bus or train in this town, and in many ways that's true. But what will it take for you to leave your car at home and take the bus? What do you want? On-time arrivals? Regular service? Strippers on the buses? Well, we're not doing any of that. The Transit Authority promised a new TV commercial that will turn things around. This was Weasel News. This portion of the show is being brought to you by Honest Ed's Used Cars, where every car we sell is backed by an ironclad guarantee that is so complete and comprehensive that we really don't see any need to put it in writing. And remember Honest Ed's motto, if any used car dealer anywhere in the country says he can sell you the same car cheaper than we will... 
then he's even a bigger liar than I am. So as you can see, Star Productions is looking for sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring our podcast, please give us an email at galaxycast at gmail.com. We'd be more than willing to put a commercial together for you, have you listen to that commercial, and put it into our own podcast, or even create a commercial for you and your business that you could even use at a local radio station. So give us a chance to do your advertising for you at Star Productions Studios by emailing us at galaxycast at gmail.com. Thank you for your patience as we navigated through the promotional tunnel. And now we return to the Galaxy Cast. Hey folks, welcome back to this episode of the Galaxy Cast as we review Han Solo movie, The Han Solo Chronicles. I think that's what the title officially is. It's a Star Wars fan film. There is no doubt about that. I, there's no way around that, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It's an interesting movie. First off, I do want to say kudos to trying to put together a Star Wars fan film. Almost by yourself. Because the gentleman who put the film together, whose name I believe is Matt, correct? Matt yeah. Nicholson, I think. Matt Nicholson. Nicholson. Uh, it looks like it was pretty much him and his family. Well, yeah, if you scroll down, yeah, he says... Uh, just we made the, the costumes no ourselves. Just mean the kids, no crew. The only money I spent was the officer's cap. Uh, you know, okay. So with all that said, some of the things are obvious that he didn't spend a lot of money on. Okay, so and and but that comes across in the film, and there's really no way around that. That's the problem with fan films, right? Like yeah. budget. I mean, let's face it, budget is everything mm-hmm. to a film. And having a zero-budget fan film has got to be yeah. next to impossible. Well, <laughs> when you know your budget's going to be really low, right? maybe tamp down the extent of your vision a little bit. He wanted to basically tell... The movie basically retells a visit to Bespin. The escape from Tatooine from the first movie and a visit to Bespin in the second movie. Right. And right down to some of the same lines, some of the same everything. With just its own little twists. But going into this movie, every last thing you see is green screen with multiple composites. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It was green on screen not, on top of green screen. It was green screen yeah. on top of green screen on top of green screen with not a lot of software power behind it. Right. <laughs> just so you immediately now know what you're getting into. Yeah. <clears throat> it's so hard to even get into the story when every visual you're fighting against. And, and that, you know, it's people standing and standing at an angle from the background right. where they're not even the same perspective. And uh, it, it people f- kind of floating around or being different colors or, you know, being matted. Some are slightly moving, even though they're standing still uh, blurry backgrounds with, you know, blurred characters at times. It just seems to me like if you want to make a small, low budget film, then go, well, then we need, you know, you had a guy who did a good hand solo. <clears throat> Right. I'm fine with him. I would I would like yep. to see him do that performance, you know, a bit more involved with maybe not repeating every line from all the movies, you know, <laughs> come up with some different dialogue. But I would like to see him do that character and find a place where you can do it live, you know, with a background, with a, either a forested moon where you can do it in a forest or find a building around that looks futuristic and put them in a real environment because the lighting... You fought so much to just get past that that it made it hard to even get into yeah. the story. I'll say this. I, w- I was trying to figure out what was bothering me at the beginning because something was really bothering me and I just couldn't put my hand on it. And then I realized what it was. 
when you're on the Millennium Falcon and Han Solo is like sitting in the cockpit, right? And you see everything behind Han Solo. There's at least some blinking and flashing. And there wasn't this. On. There was one square. <laughs> only one square looking that, out the front of the cockpit. No, it was behind them too. It was over the door. Okay. Because you then saw it later on inside like the main area of the ship when they were doing the it welding. It was the same square. Right, right. They just kept moving but that it square around. It wasn't enough. You know what no. I mean? So what it happened is is you, you saw just that one thing moving and that made it seem... Yeah. Like everything else, yeah. Is it's, fake. The backgrounds again for those who haven't seen it. The backgrounds in this are like practically they're practically just stills right. from yeah. scenes in the movie where they're superimposing people moving. And then in front you do the weird still. things like you go into Cloud City and then suddenly your backgrounds a composite from the Death Star. Yeah, that takes me out of the moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that makes it a weird and awkward moment. Or you're for floating me. off randomly in space. Yes, or if you're like Hondo and you're just randomly floating in the middle of nowhere. I mean. It, it, it does yeah. take you out of the moment and makes it feel awkward and kind of odd and weird. Here's the other thing about the compositing that I noticed, too. And, Eric, you were getting at it a little bit. It's the angling of the compositing. Yeah. So, like, when they would come out that door in Cloud City, the troopers are angled down, but the door's angled up. So yeah. the, the angle didn't match the way they're standing in the door, but that's because you're laying a composite over a composite over a composite and so therefore the angles of whatever you're doing aren't going to match up. Yeah. Here's the other problem. You're trying to recreate iconic places in Star Wars. Yeah. Bespin. The Millennium Falcon. Tatooine. The Tatooine. The bridge of a, a Star Destroyer. These are all iconic places and the problem is they're so well known that unless you can do them almost dead on to what was being done in the actual film, maybe that's not a good idea. Maybe maybe it would be a bad yeah. idea to search something else out. Yeah. Again, it was a big vision. This person right. with almost nothing said, "Hey, I'm gonna huge idea. I'm gonna make yeah. a movie about <laughs> just a day in the life of Han Solo and his kids." Right. And you yeah. know, kudos to you for 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 doing it. I mean, you did it, and you did it. You took a chance. But I feel like it would have been better served to play to your strengths. Let me, let me ask this. Did all that get in the way of the story? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, that's that's yeah. my problem. But, and here's it. their problem. There wasn't much of a story. No, right. there wasn't. That's my other problem. They woke up too. on Tatooine. They got attacked by Star Destroyers and TIE Fighters. They flew. To, they had to go to Bespin because they got damaged. No one was in Bespin other than more Stormtroopers and some Mandos. The Mandos... Betrayed the stormtroopers and they flew away. Yeah, right. There's your entire 30 minute movie. Yeah, and that's what felt awkward about it was the there didn't seem to be an endpoint that we were moving towards, and it even said to be continued. And I yeah. get that you didn't want an endpoint, maybe you want to continue it later, but you also didn't leave me gasping for like I can't wait for the next. Yeah, one. it's got. Yeah, there just didn't seem to be an endpoint to it. Yeah. yeah, and now you have the the usual you have to talk about in a fan film the level of acting. And unfortunately in this one, the only person that I could even partially take was the guy playing Han Solo because sometimes his voice started really sounding like Han Solo or his, yeah. his mannerisms. You know, I'm like, I could, okay, I could, if we put him in a fan film with some better cinematography and, you know, let him do the dialogue and light him better, I could totally follow him as like a slightly older Han right. Solo. I would do it. But put him in this situation with two, which was his kids. I mean, he cast his own kids, I believe, if I remember yes, the last. Yes, yeah, the two kids are his. And they, you know, they have no acting training, so they're doing their best. But you know, they're looking off in weird <laughs> directions, and they're saying a lot, and they're dropping off, and they're not or mic'd. You can't weirdly right at, the at the camera, looking right at the camera. You can't hear their line because they're not mic'd really well. And these are all things that don't let you follow the story for the story's sake. Yeah, they well, I had out. a question for Dad actually. 
Go ahead. A long time ago, we did uh, auditions for the baby Star Wars thing. No, Jedi Babies. Jedi we did, Baby. We didn't do auditions. We did a show. A, it was a Star Wars parody, an audio parody called Jedi Babies. So it how hard It was the worst three weeks of my <laughs> life. Say, trying to get kids to say one-liners oh, into yeah. a microphone when this one, I think, was four or five. <laughs> and I think, if I remember correctly, Tara was four or five. And just saying the words, Ayla Sakura, were, was the <laughs> toughest five, I kid you not, five hours of my life. <laughs> That I will never get back and in I my life. I didn't hear the end of it until I was seven. I know. Yeah, we because she kept saying a Ross Sakurla. You know, it, I mean, there are all sorts of different pronunciations. Five hours. I'm so, just trying to get her. So when people kind of ripped on me about Jedi babies, I was like, listen, I'm dealing with kids that are five. What was it? She'd have been five. You'd have been eight, and Ruth would have been nine. So that's what I was dealing with. So I do feel for the yeah, dads slightly because yeah. you are dealing with kids, but. That's maybe why it's not a good idea to get your yeah. own kids involved in a big project like this. Like I would never. But put that's why he wanted. To, but then again, that's but why he that's wanted a, to do it. Why that's, he wanted to do this it. This is the sure. other things I hate being negative about what he did here because he got right. his family, made a movie, he and followed hopefully his there's forever Star Wars fans. Yeah, just he did. Because yeah. Of he did this, cool. Know? He did stuff. It was. And that's cool. why I don't want to rip on it. But yeah. at the same time, part of me is like, you know, I, we also have to be for you know? all the fans who who are like, okay, are we going to go watch this Star Wars fan film? We really want to know. Want you to know what you're getting into. Right. If you're going to spend walk into it. If you're going to spend 20 minutes, 25 minutes, whatever, it's like 26, minutes, 26, 26 minutes long. If you're going to watch it, you got to know what you're about to watch. Yeah. And I kind of felt like we didn't cover a, a major plot point. We keep talking about the mother, but she never appears up. I feel like they went Yeah, we never even hinted at who the mother is, did we? <laughs> Leia, no. I assumed. I mean, I assumed Leia too, but they never really say it, per and, se. And my favorite is they keep hinting at it, and I feel like prior to putting the film together, he started filming and then asked his wife, and his wife said, no, <laughs> I might be. She, and she's like, "Crap." No, she, she she said no right from the get go. You think so? <laughs> so, Garrett, what were your thoughts? Because you haven't said much about this. Are you afraid to say something? I'm I, I just want I wanted to talk about handle. Go ahead, talk, <laughs> go ahead, talk about handle <laughs> for a minute. Why carry a Gatling gun <laughs> if you can't hit none? I'm gonna duck here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of the biggest guns in the galaxy, and you can't hit a stormtrooper <laughs> ten feet from you. you there's, a, there's five of them standing in front of you. Hit one. <laughs> you, you kill a toy. You kill the toy. Then there's only one there. And between him and Richie, they, 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 both of them could not hit him. Yeah. And, and, then, so and then they miraculously multiplied. Yeah. <laughs> they did. Well, there was that. And then yeah. the they were your weird voice. It, like, it was, okay, and I, I will say that the audio side of all of this was tough. It was tough to listen to. Right. As a guy who does audio with this podcast and everything I do, oh, I was biting my tongue left and right going, like, seriously, Matt, I know you know Hando <laughs> and Richie, JC Fett contact me through them like i would love to help you with the next film and help you fix that audio because the audio was the one thing that totally took me out of the moment because the music was so loud yeah that you could barely hear the girls and everything else and yeah you probably need some mic guys on set i'll help you with that i'll bring my son down we'll come down i mean down quite and do honestly it. out of but all the you, things you can do good on a cheap budget is audio uh, the two things yeah. you should nail are the video and the audio 
you could screw everything else up and I will, might partially forgive you, but you can't let those two things go. And the other, I mean, the other and, thing was, yeah, tough, I mean, obviously you know? they're not they're not editors because their no. their transitions between shots would get very confusing. Yep. You'd have trouble figuring out who was where and where they walked. Um, and again, this was the act of not having sets. I mean, you if you don't have sets to visually show up with a camera and look around and go, okay, how am I going to convey the movement in this scene so which, that which so you get a sense yeah, so that you so that you get a sense of space and you don't do that there's also that thing where you're not supposed to cross the 180 degree line for right. within a scene and you know with this there was just none I mean all that's out the window you're just flying all over the place because none of it's really there and they just add it later and then you know I there were a lot of scenes where it was like a repeat edit you know they would take a, yeah. they would take a, a reaction of one of the girls that you have already seen like twice before sitting in the chair of the Millennium Falcon and they show it again you know, in a completely different scene, or you know, they they half cut into it and cut away before she speaks. Or, so there's all these things that just, again, it's it's those, it's the language of filmmaking that puts you at least in the place of these characters to follow the story. You have to get all that right before you can even tell the story. I agree. And in this case, it was. I mean, it was a fun family project. Is basically the level what it I turned have to into. Get to. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a family project that looked like it. They had fun doing, you know. And yeah. Again, more power to them. Like I said, if I only if I had a suggestion, a small suggestion on improving it, short shorten your time. Don't do thirty minutes of a whatever it was you were working on. Maybe only do ten to fifteen, and come up with just a simple plot, something easy. We're gonna get home to your mom. Right. There's your plot. How does that happen? Don't go way out of your way to try to make that happen. I mean, and, then, you, and you wanted and then, to create these scenes of massive space, thing, right. you know, ships flying everywhere and feel it populated, but it distracts you, because everything's kind of just floating and your spinning. Your skills just aren't quite there yeah. yet. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not knocking the skills, but I'm saying you're just not there yet. Yeah. So work with the skills you have. Keep working on your craft. Keep trying to master them, but don't try to go so big so quick, yeah. keep it small, keep it myopic, and slowly build to where you okay. can do those bits. So we've done all this as a critiquing side. Let's talk about things that were good. Okay. So on the good side of it, first off, I thought his Han Solo was dead to right. Yeah, I mean, it that was, was good. That was very good. J.C. Fett, I'm thinking that's his voice, <coughs> uh, does an amazing Boba Fett. That I mean, really. Good. I mean, not only just his costume, but he's got the voice down. Yeah. I give J.C. some props for that. And yeah. I didn't realize... I've never heard him talk under the helmet, and if that is the way he talks, he does it pretty darn good. You know, you did do some of the right things. Your stormtroopers looked right, so I'm assuming yep. there's some 501st members involved. Yeah, in that. Only, I think in the credit was only one stormtrooper that he kept multiplying probably duplicating on the and, and putting in different positions. Which you know, I give some props to that, but yeah. then get more of us involved. Put a call out. You know, go to the 501st the next time and say. I, I need people for a set where we're recording on this day at this place. I think you'll be surprised at the turnout, at the turnout you will get out out of a 501st group, a Mando Mercs group, a Rebel Legion group. Uh, reach out. Get some help. We're, we're fr- I can't believe I'm saying this. We're free. We're easy. <laughs> yeah. And we've already got the costumes. Yeah. We can make you look good. You know, so I, props on the fact that he found a stormtrooper. Yeah. He found some of these costumes that really would have been difficult to find otherwise on a zero budget yeah. scenario. Yeah. You know? And let's see the crew the crew members face. Don't put the the hat down over top of their eyes and yeah. all that. Yeah. That, that bugged me with rebels and everything. So just Yeah, the hat shouldn't be so low on, right. on a crew member's face. I agree with you. Especially if they're going to act. You got to right. kind of lift them back. 
you know, I, I agree with you on that one, Gary. That's that's tough to pull off. I, I like the whole segments about shooting first. That was yeah. actually a great actually, moment. There was some good humor in this. Yeah, there yeah. was. There was some good humor in it. And the the prop guns, I mean, I'm talking about beyond the Stormtrooper ones, actually they were pretty cool. Yeah. I liked the prop guns they put together. And again, you said they were just squirt guns and whatnot to put together. It's proof that prop guns can be done with simple things and oh, easy yeah. things. Very well put together. You know, like I said, for all the critiquing we're doing, there were some cool things about this. Mm-hmm. The Millennium Falcon, the composites we saw of it, were actually pretty there were decent. A couple, there were a yeah. couple shots that I liked, video-wise. Like, uh, there, I remember there was one where, I think it was when they came out of hyperspace and he was passing this planet that was kind of backlit. And it was yeah. it was a nice shot. And there was a, at least one or two in the sky when still in the atmosphere. That I'm like, okay, that angle's good. And it's, that t- shot totally works great. Like, you brought up the one of the Star Destroyer over the Cloud City. Yeah. And what that would look like. And you're like, I never thought about, like, that would We've be We've never so seen cool. that visual. We've uh, never seen that visual. Of a, of a Star Destroyer hovering over Cloud City. And I, right. I thought that was a neat thing to take it there. So, like I said, there are, there are like, chinks of ideas there yeah. where you're like, yeah, okay, really? yeah, I can see some vision. in episode five? Nope. Never happened. Mm-hmm. They, they were already in, there. They were already, they were in space while yeah, they were above. on... Yeah. Like way above, but never uh, really actually. I'd like to see one in the atmosphere rise up out of the clouds right, right. above them, and you know, there it is. Almost massive Star Trek esque, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, that would, that would be, be a really, really cool, cool visual. Yeah. Any any positives anybody else saw? Well, the, the main thing that I liked about the whole thing is, and we mentioned it several times before, is he did stuff with his kids. Yeah. 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 I, I, yes, kudos to that. Yeah, keep him involved. I mean, yep. if you get him doing more. So, again, the title of this movie is Han Solo Movie. Head over to YouTube. Dot com Check it out. Just type in Han Solo movie, The Han Solo Chronicles. Um, it's a Star Wars fan film, and it's by Matt. Uh, what's Matt's last name? Mickelson, I think. or Nick- It said at the very end. I'm pretty sure it's Mickelson. Mickelson, yeah. Yeah, Matt Mickelson. So check that out. We'd, you'd love to hear what you have to say about the film, and I know Hando's got And he even says here, if you, if you read some of the description, The Han Solo Chronicles is a home movie project that started over winter break when my kids asked if we could play with the green screen and make a Star Wars short movie. So this is, you know, it may have gotten way out of hand after meeting cosplay people in Inouye Comic Con, recruiting a couple of actor friends, and finding royalty-free green screen ships on YouTube. The movie just started to take shape. So he just, it's something that clearly he built from a I small, think, fun thing to do with his family and right, do a film. and became something bigger. I think there's more than just this episode, because here's episode three, and he's got his own page. My guess well, is... We're going to have to check out some of the check it out and see if there's more. Yeah. So check it out. It's it's worth the 26 minutes, but again, go into it knowing some of these things that we told you, and, and please check it out, and we'd love to hear what you have to say about it, and I'm sure we could pass on to our friends what you think about it, and, you know, I, I will say this. It is worth the 20 minutes of watching it. Just go into it no, well, not if you're, having okay. the high expectations that you have. Especially right? if you're a parent or if you have kids right. who are into Star Wars. I will agree with that. This is something great to show them yeah. and say, hey, mm-hmm. look what people can look do when they people, just build, right. work together with their family and they, and have they some play fun. in the universe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and also go into it knowing that that's what it is. That's yes. the project that you're looking at. And you're a little biased, too, because you know knew some, some people in it. Yeah, I will give you <laughs> so, that. So it's kind of hard for me to rip on something so, when, so, so we're gonna, when Hando's in it. So if we're going to rate it... How many hands are we going to give it? <laughs> yeah, let's give it hands. One. I give, I give it three left hands. <laughs> what's, our, what's our highest? What, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we're just giving them. Yeah. I give it two hands. Two hands? I two give hands. it one. Up in the air like this? <laughs> yeah, two might, hands. Might give up. I'm no, giving it give I'm giving it dough hands. Dough hands. <laughs> dough Instead hands. of hand dough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it dough hands. <laughs> okay, that's what that's we thought. Head on over to galaxycast.com or email us at galaxycast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. And as we always like to say here in the Star Production Studios, May the Force be with those who listen. A billion and shell points. And hand <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. 
We hope you enjoyed this show. Were it not for you, our loyal listeners, this show would not exist. We appreciate your time and want to hear from all of you, since our podcast is by fans and for fans. Head on over to our website at galaxycast.com to find out more about our show. Write to the show by sending an email to galaxycast at gmail.com. If you have something positive to say, use the subject line, We like and use a show. If you have a complaint, make your subject line, You failed me for the last time. And look for the GalaxyCast on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, and other media soon to come. Carry on, wayward travelers. Warp Factor 2. First star to the left, straight on till morning.